Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jonas Valanciunas needs to come off the bench. It is time for that experiment to end. It is time for us trying to play 90s basketball to end. Last night was very disappointing. But what we are not going to do here is dwell on all that negativity. We're moving on. We have things to do. We need to have a short memory. So let's talk about the good, the bad, and everything that comes with the Pelicans loss on Monday and move on. This is Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome to the show. I'm Ryan Jado. And look, people are upset today, and I was one of them. I really was. But if there's anything I learned about the Pelicans is that we can overcome. We have been faced with lots of adversity in our days, and this is just a bump in the road of a very random Monday night game against Steph Curry, who has been playing lights out on a unanimous MVP level already, and he showed that. That's fine. But there are some things that we can fix within ourselves as a team that probably need to start happening sooner rather than later. And for me, that's Jonas Valanciunas coming off of the bench. Look, he's slow. He's getting up there in age for a center. And he doesn't really do anything particularly very well anymore. Now, he is a very serviceable, serviceable, that's the word, big man. We need a guy like him on the team, but at this point in his career and at this point with how the NBA is played, he needs to be utilized very strategically, and we're not doing that. We're trying to post him up against smaller guys, and he's fading away and shooting jumpers. That's just not who he is, and it just seems like he's lost his way a little bit. Where is the tall guy doing jump hooks in the lane? The sweeping, almost, almost sky hooks from him. Where'd those go? It seems like every single shot, even if a guy is smaller than him, is is being a, is a fadeaway. He's fading away. I don't get it. So obviously Jonas needs some work, but I think that Willie is going to make those corrections. Larry is probably what you want to do as a starter, just because when Larry is in. We can switch everything on defense, which just is a lot easier. You've you've heard me talk about this before, where switching everything is just easier on the mind because you just know what you need to do. You don't need to focus too much on defense. Our guys going to score at the rim if they get there. Yeah, they are. But I trust everyone one on one for the most part. Now, one guy who was trying to play defense was Herb Jones. But for some reason, whenever the Warriors play the Pelicans, we don't get to play physical, but they do. Zion even said it in the postgame presser that they set the physicality tone very early, and we never really responded to that. And I believe it, because the referees didn't allow us to. We all saw the play where I think everyone kind of lost it, and that's when Steph Curry blatantly stuck his whole body out and made Jordan Hawkins fall over him on a three-point attempt. That is just a miserable, lousy refereeing job that they don't get in trouble for. When things are so blatant like that, I wish that refs were held accountable like they are in FIBA. 
In FIBA, refs get pay taken away. They get penalties for making bad calls. But the refs in the NBA can just make these horrible calls that shift momentum and nothing happens to them. Because the Golden State Warriors, when they play the Pelicans, are apparently God's favorite team. And God in the NBA is the referee, as we all know. I also feel like the Matt Ryan experiment is kind of over. He's shooting 26% from three over the last two games. Now, it does make sense to have him out there sometimes. And I do think he deserves a roster spot or maybe just to stay on that two-way. But when Trey Murphy comes back, he's going to get all the minutes that Matt Ryan already has. And he is a good enough decoy out there right now to make to make it make sense. And it looks like he shoots well enough to where it's possibly okay. But honestly, everybody was just missing shots last night. Herb Jones was shooting 80% from three up until tonight where he missed all of his attempts. So it was just a bad night. Like I said in the opening, it's just a weird, wacky Monday night game where I don't know if anybody really wanted to be there. Today's Halloween, but the guys are practicing and... I don't know. It just it there were, the vibes were just off. Clay Thompson was announced out, and as soon as Clay Thompson was announced out, Brandon Ingram ran out because he's been dealing with some knee soreness ever since the beginning of training camp. Allegedly, it's not serious. It's just soreness. But I don't really love how a guy has a guy like him has knee soreness already in his career before he's even thirty. He's not a super athletic guy. He doesn't get off the ground all that much, and he's very skinny. So that makes me a little bit worried for his knees, but it's okay. We're going to move on. Zion is still knocking the rust off, and that's okay. It's only his third game since he went down in January of last season. And it was kind of like this at the beginning of the year last year. Before it looked like he could dominate all facets of the game, he was very heavily relying on the things he knows he's good at to get back in that basketball shape. And that's okay. I believe that he's going to return to MVP form. And I have to check myself. And I think a lot of people in the fan base have to check ourselves and remind ourselves that the guy is still coming back from an injury. And it's okay for him to be struggling a little bit and just going with what he knows for right now. I looked back at my own tweets and I was criticizing him for not expanding his game and not doing enough in the offseason. And then I remembered, man, he was just coming back from injury. He wanted to feel right again. He wanted to feel like himself again. And that's something that is going to need time. Guys, there's a lot of games in the season, and our guys are going to come back healthy. They are going to come back healthy. They're on the right path. So we just need to be patient. We have our two main guys. I'm sure Brandon Ingram is going to play against Oklahoma City. Maybe he won't play the back-to-back. I'm not really sure yet. But I'm sure Zion will play the back-to-back. He had no problems playing back-to-backs last year, so I have a full heart of confidence that he's going to play in the back-to-back this upcoming Wednesday and Thursday against Oklahoma and Detroit. But give him some grace, people. He's coming back. He's going to return to MVP form. You have my word. I really don't think we have a major problem with personnel on our team. I think we have a problem with effort. 
How do you get out-rebounded in every single home game that you've played so far this season? Now, granted, we've played three games, and two of them have been at home, and we won one of them. But you can't get out-rebounded at home. It's just not something that you should allow because rebounds, as we all know, are effort. I saw so many guys flat-footed waiting for the basketball to come to them instead of them pursuing the basketball on a rebound. Now, to his credit, Jordan Hawkins played great. He was soaring for rebounds last night. I loved everything about his game. I thought his shot looked smooth. He looked calm and patient. He looked like he was ready for the moment. I would love to see him get more minutes than Matt Ryan at this point. He's going to figure it out on defense as long as you allow him to just be in there with the Wolves, especially the Wolf. Steph Curry last night. But just the fundamentals, back to the fundamentals. I, like I said, we have the personnel to be great. We just need to focus on all the energy and all the effort that we're providing. And it's hard when we play a bunch of slow kind of guys. Like Matt Ryan is giving as, as, as much energy as he can. Jonas is not really able to get up and down the floor. And I just, I just feel like guys aren't boxing out. They're not communicating when it comes to rebounds. You see, you'll see some like four guys box out, and then you'll see one Golden State Warriors player just run through the middle and grab the rebound while everyone else is boxed out. No communication, no energy, no effort at home defending home court. Our games do not get easier after these first 25. It gets really, really tough for us. We have to win the majority of these first 25 games. And that kind of effort is not going to come close to good enough. So enough about that game. But overall, I do just want to bring up one more thing, which is my favorite stat, the advanced lineup stats brought to you by NBA.com. So thank you for NBA.com for sharing these kind of stats. But the lineup stats just don't look good for our starting lineups. Or for Jonas, in that case, I look at the nine minutes, which is who we had the most out on the floor, and we had Jonas, CJ, Zion, Herb, and Hawkins out for the majority of that game, right? Nine minutes of that game. Their offensive rating was 94. Their defensive rating was 147. That is awful, no matter how you put it. It's insane to me to think about how we continue to look at these lineups with Jonas and think that they're going to be okay if we just post him up more and let him score more. But he's not making those shots anymore. Now you replace Jonas with Larry, and our offensive rating is 133, and our defensive rating is 110. What does that say? I don't have to say it. I'm an eye test guy. Some people are stats guys. So that's for the stats guys. If you guys want to speak on those stats, you guys go ahead and speak on those stats. But the eye test and the stats show that Jonas is not a serviceable defending or offensive big man anymore. And that was the whole point of this whole journey to the start of this show to right now. And that's what we're going to end the negativity on right now.
We're moving on from this game now. We're moving on to the future. But that's all I had to say about that. We need to have a very short memory, just like our players, because we have a lot to deal with this week. Tonight's Halloween, but tomorrow is Oklahoma City Thunder. And Gilders Alexander, Chet Holmgren. That's scary to me. So, I know I talked all this trash about Jonas, but he does have the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever to me, and that is completely dominate his matchup with Chet Holmgren, who looks very different than him. I'm not going to say anything negative towards his body type. I'm just saying that Jonas is a very filled out seven foot man and Chet is a very not filled out seven foot man and Jonas should have the edge in the physicality department if he cannot dominate a 21 year old or 20 year old Chet Holmgren he will absolutely need to be on the bench that won't even be a question anymore for anyone to ponder Gilgis Alexander, on the other hand, is very scary. But if my memory serves me right, Herb Jones does play pretty good defense on Gilgis Alexander. And so does Dyson. So I'm not too worried about it. If he gets his 30 points, he's going to get his 30 points. But we should do a good enough job on everyone else. But it's scary. Phil Jackson, the once great coach in the NBA, now retired, obviously, and doing whatever he's doing, once said that good teams do not lose two games in a row. I think we're a good team, which means we're not going to lose two games in a row. I've also already said that if the Pelicans drop below 500, I will be shaving my mustache, and I cannot regrow it until we are above 500 again. That is going to be valid all season. So I'm hoping that the Pelicans are, in fact, a good team and do what they need to do against Oklahoma City and against Detroit the next game. It's a back-to-back, but it is a very winnable back-to-back. The travel time from OKC to Detroit is not that far. So I just feel like we are going to be very well prepared. We know what we're up against. We're all professional NBA players. All of our main core guys are above year five now, except for Jose and Trey, but they're not even playing. So I just feel like we are ready for these moments. I feel like Zion can absolutely Dominate Lou Dort and whoever else are going to try and throw at him. They are not a big team. OKC does not have an inside presence. Now, Golden State doesn't necessarily either or didn't now that the game's over. But Draymond and Looney are proven and Draymond's a Hall of Fame defender. We already know that. So OKC, very young team. We're going to dominate most of those matchups. We need to dominate most of those matchups. And I think we will dominate most of those matchups. Now, it doesn't help that we're playing two very young teams with two very spry offenses and spry legs. But hey, 
This is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's going to work. And we're going to be fine, everybody. Now, just a little bit of a podcast show update. I just want to thank you guys for listening to the first two shows and this third show. We're slowly ramping up production. I'm getting a nice set built so that I can have a full live recorded show. Everything's slow, but it's coming together. And I just want to make sure that everything looks and sounds great because I'm a perfectionist and I I love talking about the Pelicans and I want people to have something amazing and fun to watch. I can't wait until the live streams are set up. That is a work in progress as well, but it's coming faster than you could think. I'm getting one of the world's hottest hot sauces shipped to me. We're going to have some fun with that. I'm looking at guests to book. I'm still actively searching for a fun co-host, fun segments to do. I've got some fun plans for some astrology stuff with my girlfriend to come on the show and on the pod to predict some things using the stars because Lord knows we need everything we can right now. And maybe the stars can tell us how we're going to win. Uh, betting odds last night, guys, we didn't do great. Brandon Ingram, of course, did not play, so a lot of our bets were void. Herb Jones did not hit a single three, so that did not help us as well. And Zion only scored 19 when I had him at 23 and above. So I lost all my Pelicans bets last night. It was not a good night for gambling. It was not a good night in general. It was a night where I thought we were going to win, but we're going all out next game. I'm going to have all the lines set up. You know, I'm always betting on Herb Jones to hit two threes. I think we're going to play really well away from home. Some guys just don't do well with the pressure of playing at home, especially in the beginning of the year. So it's nice that we're going to be away from home. We're going to get the added chip on our shoulder of people booing us which i think zion kind of likes and it's gonna be fun we usually play pretty well on the road so i'm excited for that we're gonna have betting odds i always have all my betting stuff on twitter at ryan talks hoops thank you guys for listening and sticking with me follow me on twitter follow me on tiktok Follow me in real life, whatever you want to do. But this was Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a good one. And we'll talk on Thursday. See you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.